Good afternoon. Some good worshiping this morning. Yep. <clears throat> if you will, go ahead and grab your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, <clears throat> starting in verse 17, and we'll read to 24. So if you will, uh, stand with me if you're able, and let's read God's word together to us from Holy Spirit through Paul um, to even us today. Start reading in verse 17. Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard Him and were taught in Him as the truth is in Jesus. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Let's pray. Well, Father, we're thankful that you've been here with us this morning. We pray that you would continue um, through the preaching of your word. Lord, I pray that you would fill me with your spirit. Lord, let me say the words you'd have me say. Talk, speak to each and every one of us. Um, into our spirits into our hearts show us exactly what we need to see today let us hear the things we need to hear Um, open up our uh, spiritual eyes and ears that we would hear your voice this morning that we would hear you Lord let my flesh be out of the way Um, let there not be um, any flesh here among the crowd among our congregation this morning Um, let let may you have free reign here this morning Uh, in speaking to our our souls and our spirits. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. All right, last week we we preached on the deception of darkness. We talked about what it was like in um, the depravity of our lives, what that that actually looked like, the depths of that depravity, um, and how Paul told us we must no longer walk as the Gentiles walk. Uh, we, we have to stop doing that. We went through three different things, walking out of darkness. We talked about the sevenfold depth of depravity. And we talked about the way you heard the light, the way you heard Jesus, how you heard him. Not about him, but the way you heard him. And we talked about taking off those old running shoes and putting on the new running shoes. This week, we're going to go a little bit deeper into that. This week, we want to talk about put off your old self be renewed in the spirit of your minds and put on the new self. Very, very straightforward, very straightforward message this morning. So let's just jump right in here. Put off your old self. In verse 22, Paul tells us here, he says, to put off your old self which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Put off your old self 
what is, what is the old self, you have to ask when you read that. What is the old self? To have an old self, you must have some sort of newer self to compare it to or you wouldn't call it the old self. So Paul is making a point in just saying that. It is the way of living before Christ caused you to be born again. What was your life like before you were born again? I want you to sit there and think. Like I really want you to sit and think about this at this moment. I want you to think back, what were you like before you were born again? What were you like? What were you like before you met Christ? What does that look like in comparison to now, like what Christ has done in your life? There may, there may be some people sitting here today and say, um, my life hasn't really changed. I've heard people tell me that before. Well, after I got saved, nothing really changed. I put it to you like this. Um, if you were going down the highway and you were hit by an 18-wheeler, a tractor-trailer, you were hit by that. I didn't see it coming, but you were hit by it. And you'd live to tell the story about it. I believe you would remember that event. You would remember that event. We've had peop- we have people here in this congregation who have lived through terrible tornadoes. Terrible tornadoes. Like, I think they were probably EF4 or 5, if I remember correctly. And they lived through that. They haven't forgotten that experience whatsoever. I want to tell you this. To people who say they've not changed any, God is the most powerful entity inside and outside of creation. More powerful than an 18-wheeler. More powerful than an EF4, EF5 tornado. More powerful than any hurricane you could ever come across and to say that you've come across him and not been changed or not been affected something's wrong something's terribly wrong and I say he's the most powerful inside and outside of creation because he's not bound by his creation he created it he is outside of that he's the most powerful inside and outside of his creation I was sitting there thinking about that this morning. It blows my mind the, the space, what space is like. We're this little speck in this universe. A little speck. This one little planet in this solar system is a speck on the whole galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy, on one of the bands. And we're one of the galaxies out of innumerable galaxies. And that is inside of what every, everything God has created. And we're that little speck. But yet, God is so powerful. He is holding all of those things together. All of those other, what we would call universes, together. He is out there taking care of those things. And we say that we've come in contact with Him and our lives have not been changed. Something's wrong. Something's terribly wrong. I was sitting at, uh, at, at DG, discipleship group, this past week, just looking up and seeing the stars in, in different and, and, you know, it was a little bit cloudy, but I would see a star shining through there, and I'm thinking, I'm sitting there. These guys are singing songs out around the campfire, and I'm looking out there, and I'm like, the same God that is out there present at that star, at that universe, at the, where, whatever that may be that I can't comprehend from here, and I don't have to comprehend it because I'm not God, but he's out there, and he comprehends it. He's holding it together, and he's present out there. That God that is that big that can hold that star, that galaxy together, and everything that we see that powerful, him being present out there is present inside of our hearts. 
And if he is the president inside of your heart, you will be different. You can't not notice him inside of your heart. Not that kind of power. You can't. Scripture all is replete with calling him holy, holy, holy. He is powerful. He is holding all things together and he's holding you together. To say that I've come in contact with God and my life is no different. You haven't come in contact with him. He is holy, holy, holy. He is just. He is good. He is righteous. He is love. You cannot come in contact with the living God and not be impacted in a life-changing manner. When you come in contact with the holiness of God and realize your unholiness, you just know. You don't, you don't even have to say anything. You just know. It will have an effect on you one way or the other. When you come in contact with someone, an entity that powerful, you are either consumed by his fire, by his love, or you will hate him more. There's only one of two ways that you'll approach that. You will be changed. He'll either change you into a new creation and make you a new person, or you will hate him all the more because you've seen his holiness and hate it because you're not holy. Or you'll see his holiness and you'll be broken. And you'll be broken because of the grace of God. Or else we would all be at war with him. So what were you like before you were born again? Holy Spirit through Paul is telling us to put off the old self. Put off the old self. That person you were before you were born again. Put it off. He's saying to take it off. To lay it aside. As if it were some old, beat-up, worn-out clothes. He said, like, just take, take that off. You need to take that off. Stop putting it on. He's already told us to grow up. He says to grow up. Be holy. Let him affect every area of your life. Now he's saying, put off the old man. Take off the old running shoes. Put on the right shoes so you can run correctly. Now he's telling you just to take off that old man. Take off that person who you were. Why does he tell us to have to take it off? Because... Somehow it keeps getting back on us. Well, who's putting it on? We are. We're putting it on. So he's telling us to take it back off. Don't put it, put, don't put it on. Lay it to the side. Paul is saying that you are born again. You are a totally new person. In other words, he's saying you have no business wearing dead men's clothes. He's looking at you. You have no business wearing those dead men's clothes. Take them off. Take them off. Stop going back to that dead man or woman and trying on the clothes believing they look good on you. Because you know whenever you're in the flesh, you're putting them on and you're like, yeah, I remember this. I think I look awesome. I think I enjoy this. I think it looks good. When everyone around you smells the stench of sin, they smell the stench of that flesh. Why does it smell like stench? Because it's dead. You've put on dead dead men's clothes you've put on dead men's skin that skin that had been shed before but you're picking it up and putting it back on thinking you look awesome i know from experience that's what it's like you're a totally different person you have no business doing it paul is saying stop going back to that dead man and trying them on 
Do you remember back when you were a kid? You guys may not have been like this. You guys may have been a better kid than I was. I don't know. But, but were you that kid that had to touch everything in the store? You know, I wasn't like that with my dad. But when I was at the store with my mom and I was in the buggy, I remember. <laughs> not knocking them off, because if I knock them off, that'll be too bad. You just got to get them swinging, touching everything that's hanging on. <laughs> touching all those things. Touching all of the different things. And what did your parents say? Keep your hands off stuff. Keep your hands off stuff. Stop touching stuff that ain't yours. That's what my parents would tell me. Stop. Put that down. It doesn't belong to you. Don't, don't pick up everything in the store. They sit there and you, you see something in the store and you're just like. And then you scare your mom and dad half to death and you're like, put it down before you break it. But I was like that with my mom. I was the kid you would hold out my hand and, and have to touch every single thing that was on the shelves. When my dad, my dad would tell me, I'm not going to tell you again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> like, I'm not going to tell you again. It's like, my dad would tell me, you knock that off and break it, I'm going to break your head. <laughs> and I had a good dad. And I know some people didn't have a good dad, but I'm telling you. My dad wasn't really going to break my head, but I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. I was like, I don't know what that, I don't want to find out what that is. Yeah, he was going to break my backside. <laughs> they would say, put that down, don't touch that, it doesn't belong to you. Paul tells us to put off your old self, and what does he say right after that? which belongs to your former manner of life. He says it belongs to your former manner of life. That old self doesn't belong to you. Stop touching it. Put that down. You're going to break yourself. Stop putting it on. Stop touching it. But so many times when we're in the flesh, we're just like the little, little mat in the buggy. Shh. Oh, okay. Don't touch that again. We need somebody to tell us, like Paul is telling us, like the Holy Spirit is telling us, and hopefully he's telling you about a specific something in your life right now. That old self doesn't belong to you. Take it off. Put it away. Stop putting it back on. Why does he want us to put it off? He tells us right after that. It is corrupt. That old self is corrupt. How many of you would agree with that? That your old self was corrupt? Hey, I got both hands up. It's corrupt. That word there for corrupt, it's pining away. It's wasting away. It's spoiled. Not like a little kid, like little Matt in the buggy. It's not spoiled like that. It's spoiled like it stinks. Spoiled rotten eggs. Just spoiling. It is dead. It's corrupt in its, in its deadness, in its death. It is decaying. How many of you, when you drive down the road with your windows down and you smell something that's been hit, and it's, it's putrid, it will burn your nose. He's saying it is corrupt. Stop putting on that old man. And then he says a little bit further, it is corrupt through what? 
through deceitful desires. When you put on the old self, you put on those dead desires. You put them on. You put them on and you're like, well, I remember what that felt like. You know, maybe this is right. Well, that's deceitfulness. That's deceit. Those desires are deceitful. It says in the Old Testament and the prophets, the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? That heart of stone is going to lie to you every time. Those desires that you feel like are right in the moment when you're walking in the flesh are lying to you. They're lying to you. Because you know whenever you're in freedom and you walk in that freedom, you look at that and you say, I know that's a lie. That is a, that's a terrible lie. But whenever you put that old man back on, you, all you smell is you get, you get nose blind to that smell. And everybody else, the other Christians are walking around looking at you and they're sniffing you and they're like, you smell, you smell dead. What's wrong with you? What have you been into? Old skin. The old skin. The old man. The old self. If when we put on this old self, our desires take us to places we don't want to find ourselves in, stop putting them on. It's a simple answer, but it's difficult at times. Because when you're nose blinding, you're so used to putting that old self on, you can't smell the stench. You don't smell the deadness. You don't realize that the desires are deceitful. So stop putting them on. Take off the old man is what Paul is saying. Number two, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Verse 23, he says, and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed. That word there means to renovate, to reform, to renew, like to make it new again. Well, then why would you have to make your mind new again? Why would you need to? Why is Paul telling us to renovate? You know, before I worked in the place that I work now, making faucets and, and, and such, I worked in a marble shop. And what we did every day was renovation. We would remodel bathrooms with marble showers and tubs and sinks. And the first thing that you have to do if you're going in there and you're doing a remodel it's all, it's all a different story when you go into a new house and you're putting something new in. It's all fresh. You just put it straight in. Those of you who have remodeled stuff, you know what I'm talking about, the, the work. All of that work just came into your mind of what you're going to have to do. You go into a new house, you just throw the stuff in there, get it all cocked up, and you walk out, and you're good. When you have a remodel, you're like, you got to get yourself pumped up. You're like, okay, we got some, we got some work to do here. Well, what are you going to have to do? You have to take the sledgehammer out. You got to take the sledgehammer out, and you got old tile showers in there. And let me tell you, they're heavy. Those old tile, the old iron tubs, they're heavy. But you go in there with that, that sledgehammer, and you bust it up. Boom! You start busting it again. Boom! We got to get it all tore down. Well, why do you have to do that? Why is Paul telling us we need to renovate? Because every time you put that old man on, it does something to your mind. It's twisted up your whole mind into that old way of thinking. It's, like, it's almost like it just conforms to you and sticks to your mind. You may have put off the old man, but whenever you've put him off, those, that mindset still lingers. 
still lingering there. So now Paul is saying, take off the old man, but then he says, be renewed. Renovate your mind. Renovate the spirit of your mind. Your mind, your intellect, your understanding. Yes, your mind is a part of your sanctification. It is a part of your sanctification. We are called to think. We are called to think like Christ. You are a whole person, not just the spirit. He didn't just save your spirit. He saved your mind and he's saving your body. One day you'll have a new body that will never fail, that will never get tired, that will run forever. You'll have that. You'll have a mind that never has to fight off another fleshly attack of that old man wanting to attach itself to you. You put it off and it'll be done. It'll be done and over with. You are a whole person in your sanctification. But once we have been trying to wear that old self, it leaves a lingering effect on us. When we walk in the flesh... In the old self, our viewpoint of everything and everyone gets distorted. How many of you know that? Whenever you're walking in the flesh, everything's distorted. You're mad at everyone. Everyone's wrong. I'm right. No one's mad. Adding, adding up to my standard. The, what it is is you've put on this old man. You didn't just put on a little pride. You put on the whole body suit of pride. And so I'm going to wear this. And no one else is doing right for me today. Well, he says, put off the old man. Then he says to renovate your mind. Start tearing down all that that it's affected in your mind. The old self is all about me, 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 and I, I, I. When we've put on, or when we've put that old self on for any amount of time, our understanding of our surroundings have to be recalibrated. has to be reset. It has to be cleaned up. Whenever you're tearing out an old shower and stuff like that, whatever you're tearing out, whatever you're remodeling, yeah, you get all the big chunks out, but then you have to start getting things out of your way so you can put the new back in. You got to get those areas cleaned off. Don't do it halfway. You got to get, you, you leave chunks in there, you put the new shower walls in, they'll be, they'll be sideways, they'll be crooked. It won't look right. You have to get it all swept away. Renovate, clean it all out. All of the old thinking's got to be removed so the new can be put in. So how are we to be renewed in the spirit of our minds? Well, first do what, we, what we've already talked about. Put off the old self. Stop walking in the flesh. Stop enjoying the flesh. Something else Paul says later on in this letter, in, ver, in chapter 5, verse 25 through 27, being cleansed by the washing of water with the word. That's what Christ does for us. He washes us by the water of the word. And we'll get into that when we get there, what that actually means in depth. But being cleansed by the washing of water with the word. We'll go back to this. How many of you realize whenever you're having a terrible day, what is usually 99% of the time the problem? Not been in scripture. Haven't been praying. Your heart's not right because you haven't recalibrated it with him going to that going to this word every day and reading recalibrates renovates that heart renovates the spirit of your mind it's going to renovate it's going to change it out praying is like the water being washed every time you hear about water in scripture it's it's almost a reference to the holy spirit and what what the holy spirit does common thing 
what do we do? How do we get washed with the water of the word? Well, very simply, pray and repent. When you've realized, I'm, I've, I've had this old man on. My mind's not right. You need to pray and repent. God, start renovating my heart. Start renovating my mind. Show me in scripture something I need to apply to my life directly right now. But what you're doing at that moment is praying and talking to him. So many times you put on the old man and you're like, man, I feel embarrassed about putting this old man on. Or you're too embarrassed to go talk to God. Well, you're not surprising him. You're not ever surprising God. He, like we've said before, he knew what he purchased when he purchased it. He said he did it with knowledge. He chose you in him with knowledge of what he was getting. He knew what he was purchasing. Past, present, and future. He saw the end result. This is what this whole person is in their entire life. The age of whoever this is. The age of Matt. This is what he's going to do right and wrong in his whole life. Well, I'm going to redeem all that. I'm going to renovate that. I'm going to give him a new life. I'm going to wash him up. I'm going to cleanse the spirit of his mind. I'm going to take off the old man from him and I'm going to put on a new man. I'm going to take out the heart of stone and I'm going to put in a heart of flesh and he's going to walk in it and, he's, and it's going to beat. And it, the beat, that heartbeat's going to beat just like Jesus. That's what he's going to do to us. Each and every one of us have that. And he knew what he got when he bought you. So whenever you're, you've put on the old man and you may be in some sort of sin in your mind or what you've said to someone else, you haven't surprised him. So don't let that keep you from talking to him. He already knew. He already knew. When he went after Adam and Eve and he said, Adam, where are you? Did he know where Adam was? He absolutely did. We do that as parents too. What are, what are you doing? We know what they're doing. They're being bad. They're wrong. They did something wrong. Like, what are you doing? We know what you did. We don't want you to confess it. We want you to tell us about it. What did you do? Admit that you did something wrong. But sometimes when we're that little kid, we're just like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, nope. If I admit it, then they'll know I'm wrong. Well, we already knew that, but you don't know. Well, that's God. He knows that you are wrong. You're not surprising him. So if we're going to renovate our mind, we have to pray and repent. Just go to him. Just go to him. That is the best thing to do is just go straight to him. Pray and repent. Get back into scripture. Whether that be one chapter, a half a chapter, or a verse. Read the verse and meditate on that verse and let it sink in and build it back up. Wash that dead decay off. You imagine putting on an old stench up something, clothes, whatever it is. And you've been wearing that around, getting all hot outside, doing walking and running and doing with your, with your old shoes on and running out outside and getting sweaty with the old clothes, old dead clothes on. And you finally decide to take them off and say, I need to change my shoes. Well, he's, Paul's saying you need to change everything. You need to take it all off. And you start to smell, I need to take a shower. I need to get cleaned up. I need to get clean. I need to renovate. Wash that dead decay off. And then don't touch it again. It belongs to your former manner of living. It doesn't belong to you. Get your hands off of it before you get broken. Before I have to break you. Number three, put on the new self. Verse 24, Paul says, And to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Put on the new self. 
Well, so far we've taken off the old self. We are being renewed in the spirits of our mind, in the spirit of our minds. And now we're to put on the new self. Well, what is the new self? That word new, it's kainos. Young people will like this. It's the freshness. It's freshness. You didn't realize you were using that Greek word in the way that you did. Some of you will get new shoes and such and you'll say, man, those are fresh. Well, he's saying this new life that you're putting on, this new self, it is fresh. It is fresh. It is just opened. It has just been unpacked. It is, that is literally what that word new means there. It has just been unpacked. It is so fresh. It's freshness. It's of a new kind. It's unprecedented. It's something you've never tried on before. It's something you've never seen before, this new self. Paul says to put on the word enduo. I thought this was intriguing. It's a little different contrast from the putting off. The putting on is a sinking into a garment. Sinking into it. I don't know if that's an implication of like resting into it, you just sink into it, or I think it's more of a plunging into it, covering your entire self. So I get the picture that Paul is somewhat referring to a garment being taken off, but we're talking about skin. We're talking about a person, a body, a self. Sinking into it gives the impression of not just being clothing, but new new body, new everything, a new whole person that you've not walked in before. Sink into that new self that looks just like Christ. It's tailor fit for you to exist in forever. It is made just for you, that new person. He said, take off that old, take off that old man. Take off that old self. Put this on. You've never had anything on like this before. It's equipped with the Holy Spirit. What's the multiverse? You know what I'm like, who cares? You've got the Holy Spirit. You've got this new body. And it's very real. It's God in, in you. God in you. You didn't have that before. Now you have God in you. Not that you are God, but you have him in you, living in you, enabling you to walk in the spirit, to, to do, accomplish things for his purposes, for his will. And not just for that, but because you love him. That you didn't have that before. It's equipped with love. It's e- keep, the, keep the new self on. Quit going back to put the stench on, is what Paul is saying. Put on this new, this new fresh thing that you've never had on before. You've never worn Christ before because you, we, we, could never, we could never earn that. I've heard it said before like this. Our arms are too short. We can't fit the sun shoes. That was in a song I know. Our arms are too short. We can't fit sun shoes. We can't do this. We can't earn this life. We can't earn this new self. There's nothing in us to be able to. But he's given it to you. He's won it for you and said, here, put this on. Put this new self on. The new self is the new nature. It's won and given to us by Christ. Remember, we talked about that last week, that Christ won every race that there could have been to win. Every sin that you could think of, He ran that race to the very end and won the race. No one was even close to coming in. They all fainted. They all fell to the side. He ran it without breathing hard. Every temptation he ran and won. Every part of the law he ran 
and won it and handed it to you. Say, here, here is what I've won for you. Put it on. Put the, put the medal around your neck. I won the race. You wear it now. You wear this, this medal. And we sit there and we know we didn't run that race. But yet it gives you motivation to get, go run. I'm going to put on the new shoes and I'm going to go run. And you can wear my medal while you're running it. And so, you run, so that, that's why it matters how you run your race. Because you're wearing his medal. You're wearing his medal. Take off the old nature which belongs to your former manner of living. God is telling us that through Paul. Be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Put on the new self, the new nature that Christ has purchased for us by his blood. This new self has been created in the likeness of God is what Paul says. It's been made in the likeness of God. What does that imply? That the restoration of all things, as Peter put it, has begun. The restoration of all things has begun. From the moment Jesus began to breathe and left that tomb empty, the ripples of restoring grace have gone out into all creation. Reversing everything that's been destroyed. Reversing all of the old men and women by the power of the gospel. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We have to go and tell it. He doesn't just zap people. They're going to hear it some way, shape, or form. They're going to hear that, and they're going to respond to the gospel one way or the other. You can't come in contact with the most powerful being in the universe and outside of the universe and not be affected. You will either hate him more or you will love him, be consumed by him. But the ripples of restoring grace have already gone out from all of creation from that empty tomb. In, verse, in Revelation 21.5, I'll just read it for you. And he who, was seated, he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write this down. When somebody tells you to write something down, you know it's, it's going to happen. You write it down. Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. I am making all things new. That's what he said. I am making all things new. He didn't say I made them or I'm going to make them. It is present. I am making all things new. Jesus is making all things new. This new self, this new nature is created in the likeness of God in what two things, Paul says? In true righteousness and true holiness. Why does Holy Spirit say true righteousness and true holiness? Because he just said that the old self is what? Corrupt from deceitful desires. Our old nature believes that we are righteous and that we are holy without Christ. It's deceitful. He's saying whenever you get put on this new self, it'll be in true righteousness. It'll be in true holiness. It won't be in what you, you think and puffed up. And like, well, I went to church this week. I, I went, I'm hanging around Christians. I did this and I did that. I have my own righteousness. I'm good. Popping those collars, you know. You know and I'm straight. I'm straight for the whole week. I've done this and I've done that. I'm good. I'm righteous. I'm holy. Our old nature believes that we are righteous. It believes that we're good enough. 
In Proverbs 26, it says that. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. We're not good enough. Romans 3, none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. And some people say, well, I'm not that. I don't, I don't, I'm not that bad. Well, see, that's what I'm talking about. It's exactly what I'm talking about, and you can't see it until the light gets shown on it. The, go- the light of the gospel, the light of his holiness shines on our bodies, on that old self, and shows us where all the sickness is, where, where we're eat up with it, where it's decaying and it's rotting off. It shows us that. Other than that, you'll never see it. You won't be able to see it. So Paul says the new self, the new nature, it lives and moves in true righteousness, in true holiness, not a front on Sunday, but daily walking in righteousness and holiness. I'm talking from experience. I've seen it. I've been in so many different churches. People will show up on Sunday and they've done their righteousness and their holiness. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about true righteousness and true holiness that you're seeking day in and day out from the time you wake up. Like, I need him. I need to walk in this righteousness. I need to walk in this new self. I need to walk in this new man. I need to put on the new shoes, take off those old clothes, put on the new one, wash. I've got to wash. I've got to make clean. I've got to renovate. I've got to make this whole area clean so he can put the new installations in. Christ, he's got to put Christ in. Put him in. We have to trust him that when the work is over, it'll be worth it. It'll be good. It'll be... It'll be awesome and we'll give him the glory for his work. So let's just read this again as we're closing. Ephesians 4, 20. We'll read verse 20 through 24. It says, Paul talks about all this other stuff. He says, but that is not the way you learned Christ. You did not learn, the, learn Christ from this darkness of depravity and all these living in this way and living in that old self. You did not learn Christ from operating in that in that self in that old self you didn't learn him that way he said assuming that you have heard him remember that word about's not in the greek it's not there it makes a huge difference assuming that you have heard about him is different than saying assuming that you have heard him you have heard his voice and were taught in him as the truth is in jesus to do what to put off your old self which belongs to your former manner of life, but it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to that old dead person laying there. Leave, them, leave it laying there. Just don't walk near it. Don't go near it. Don't put it. Don't touch it. Just don't even go near it. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires. How many of you that are walking in freedom today and walking in the Spirit today can look at your flesh and say, right now, that's deceitful. It's corrupt. Well, you have to walk every morning with that. Say, that's this deceitful and it's corrupt. Because once you decide you're going to put on a piece, deceit comes in. And you don't see it as clearly. You don't see it as clearly as you're seeing it right now. Right now, you're like, that is it's disgusting. 
And I see the stink he's talking about. It's corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of our minds. Renovation of your mind. You've got to start tearing all that out that that old flesh has put in. In verse 24, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So as we're closing, I want you to sit there and ask yourself these questions. What would it look like in your own life if you and I put off our old self and nature because it doesn't belong to you? What if we put that off? What if we decided we're going to put it off daily, hourly, moment by moment, that we're just not going to pick it up? What would it look like in your own life if you did that? What would it look like in my life? What would it look like if we're being renewed in the spirit of our minds? Weekly, daily, hourly, moment by moment, renovating. Well, that's the old, that's the old way of thinking. Tear that down, tear it down, sweep it up. Sweep it up, get it out of the way. He's building something new here. I've got to have it clean. What would it look like? What would it look like if we put on the new self and the new nature and walked in true righteousness and true holiness like Paul is saying, like the Holy Spirit is telling us to do? What would that look like? In what ways would your life be different? How would your conversations with others be different? How would your conversations with God be different? I've been in those places where my only conversation with God is God, forgive me. Wouldn't it be nice to just be able to talk to him and not have to worry about that every single time? Put off the old man. Renovate the mind, the spirit of your mind. Put on the new man. How would those conversations be? How would you react to others? How would, you, how would your conversations be with God? How would it be different? And what impact would this have all together? For everybody, everybody in this congregation, how would it impact everyone as a whole? Reaching out into the neighborhoods, reaching out to other churches and other brothers and sisters in other places. What, how would it affect that? I want you to process through those things as we're praying. And ask God to take off the old man, take off the old self and to renovate your mind and to put on the new self. Ask him to do that as we're praying. Well, Father, we, we thank you, and Lord, we, as we say so many times, that doesn't really express it, Lord, but you fill our hearts. You know our heart that we are grateful to you for even allowing us to see how we are without you, that you've given us eyes to see, that you've given us ears to hear, Lord. And be with heritage, Lord. Help us to take off the old self. Help us to renovate, to renew the spirits of our mind, to recalibrate, to refocus on the things that we need to focus on, to keep our eyes on Jesus, to tear down the parts that have put their focus on things that don't matter, that hold no weight, and teach us to put on the new self, to sink into that new self, to sink into that new whole person that you've made for us created in the likeness of God in true righteousness and true holiness teach us every day to walk like that teach us to be like you in Jesus name Amen